Although not a public holiday in the U.S. or any other country, Valentine's Day is still nevertheless widely recognized as a culturally significant celebration of romantic love in many regions the world over. Although now heavily commercialized and generally seen as secular in nature, this holiday associated with the purchase and exchange of store-bought goods like cards, flowers, and chocolate began as a Christian feast day venerating the martyrdom of one or more saints bearing the name Valentine or Valentinus. And that's the focus of this documentary. Who was the saint, or saints plural, behind the holiday? Join me now for a brief history of St. Valentine. The chronography or calendar of 354, a 4th century illuminated manuscript which contains one of the earliest lists of Roman martyrs, makes no mention of a martyr by the name of Valentine or Valentinus. But interestingly enough, Valentinus was the name of the wealthy Christian patron for whom the work was created. The name Valentinus can be traced back to the Latin root valens or valentine, meaning, depending on the translation, influential or worthy, strong, robust, or powerful. The chronography of 354 may not refer to a Valentinus, but a later pseudepigraphal text dated somewhere between 460 and 544, entitled the Moderologium Hieronymianum, meaning Moderology of Jerome, does. Although the Catholic Church's official list, the Roman Martyrology, only mentions one St. Valentine for February the 14th, the Catholic Encyclopedia mentions three, the first two being a priest of Rome and a bishop of Interamna, both buried at different locations along an ancient Roman road known as the Via Flaminia. Little is known about the third other than that he was supposedly martyred in Africa along with a number of companions. Valentine of Rome, according to legend, was a Roman priest who was jailed for offering aid to persecuted Christians and performing weddings for Roman soldiers who were supposedly forbidden to marry. This particular element regarding the performing of clandestine weddings may be a later embellishment, since it appears that Emperor Claudius II, also known as Claudius Gothicus, never issued any such ban on soldiers marrying. The legend suggests that the emperor forbade soldiers to marry because he believed that women or married life made for bad soldiers, but the Historia Augusta, a late Roman collection of biographies, gives at least one example that seems to contradict this view. It records Claudius II after his victory over the Goths as saying, we have captured so many women that the victorious soldiers can take for themselves two or three apiece. According to hagiographical accounts, a hagiography being the biography of a saint or martyr, Valentine of Rome was jailed or kept under house arrest at the home of a Roman judge by the name of Asterius. The judge had a blind adopted daughter named Julia. He told Valentine that if he successfully healed the girl, he would do whatever he commanded. Valentine, or Valentinus, laid hands on the girl's eyes and through the power of prayer restored her sight. In response to the question of what he should do, Valentine told his jailer that all the idols around the house should be broken and that he should fast for three days before undergoing baptism. The judge complied with Valentine's instructions and even went as far as to free all the Christian inmates in his custody. According to the story, not only the judge but also his family and servants, a 44-member household in all, were all baptized and converted to Christianity. 
According to legend, Valentine had been personally interrogated by the emperor himself. Impressed by the priest, Claudius Gothicus offered to spare him if he, Valentine, converted to Roman paganism. Valentine refused and instead tried to convert the emperor to Christianity. In response, the emperor ordered his execution. It was not uncommon at the time for writers of hagiographies to borrow the tortures of other saints and martyrs and apply them to another figure. And it's also thought that many Christian records were destroyed during the Diocletianic persecution around the beginning of the 4th century Common Era, not long after the time of Valentinus of Rome. But according to legend, Valentine was clubbed and stoned before finally being beheaded outside the Flaminian Gate. A popular later embellishment added to a compilation of hagiographical material, known as the Golden Legend, has Valentine on the night before his execution writing a letter to Julia, the blind daughter of his jailer, whose sight he had restored. The letter, according to legend, was signed, Your Valentine. Certain historical or overlapping elements contained in the stories of the two more prominent Valentines, Valentine of Rome and Valentine of Interamna, modern-day Terni, Italy, seem to imply that the two legendary accounts may have been inspired by a single individual, such as the approximate date of their deaths and their supposed execution and burial along the Via Flaminia. The official biography of the Diocese of Terni states that the bishop known as Valentine was quote-unquote born and lived in Interamna, and while on a temporary stay in Rome, he was imprisoned, tortured, and martyred there on February 14, 269. His body was hastily buried at a nearby cemetery, and a few nights later his disciples retrieved his body and returned him home. In the year 496, Pope Galatius added Valentine of Rome to the early church's calendar of saints. Although still considered a saint, in 1969 the Roman Catholic Church removed Valentine's name or commemoration day from the general Roman calendar, along with that of a number of other saints. The reasoning being at least in part that we have a lack of reliable information about his life and identity. His feast day, however, still remains on certain national and local calendars. Supposed relics of St. Valentine are to be found scattered across Europe. A flower-crowned skull alleged to be that of St. Valentine is exhibited in the Basilica of Santa Maria in Cosmodine, Rome. In the late 1700s, the supposed remains of Valentine were given to the King of Spain, Carlos IV, as a gift from the Pope. They were deposited at St. Anton's Church in Madrid, where they still remain. Yet more alleged remains of Valentine are said to be located in Dublin, Ireland. Relics identified with St. Valentine were exhumed in 1836 from the catacombs of St. Hippolytus on the ancient road known as the Via Turbentina. They were placed in a casket and brought to the high altar for a quote-unquote special mass dedicated to young people and all those in love. After a sermon in Rome that same year, Father John Spratt, a famous Irish priest, was given a number of gifts. Among them were the supposed remains of St. Valentine and quote-unquote a small vessel tinged with his blood. The reliquary was placed in Whitefriar Street Church in Dublin, Ireland, where it still remains. This gift given to Father Pratt by Pope Gregory was accompanied by a letter, which was meant to verify that the remains were those of St. Valentine. Other alleged relics can be found at locations in Savona, France, Vienna, Malta, and Birmingham Oratory in the United Kingdom. 
a work dating from somewhere around the 5th or 6th century entitled Passio Mari et Marthae tells of the Basilica of St. Valentine having been, seemingly appropriately enough, dedicated to St. Valentine. A later Passio, a Passio essentially being the account of a martyr's suffering, repeats the story but with the additional claim or detail that in the 4th century, Pope Julius I had built the Basilica San Valentini Extra Portum over Valentine's sepulchre on the Via Flaminia. It's now thought that the structure was named for a 4th century tribune named Valentino, who had donated the land it was built upon, and who due to his donation was given the honorary title of saint. The structure supposedly housed the relics of the martyr Valentine until the 13th century, when they were transferred to Santa Preseda. A legend associated with Valentine's burial place tells of how Julia, the jailer's daughter whose sight Valentine had restored, planted a pink-blossoming almond tree near his grave. For Christians in Italy and elsewhere, the almond tree remains an enduring symbol of abiding love and friendship. Some scholars have suggested that Valentine's celebrations were an attempt to assimilate or eclipse the ancient, possibly even pre-Roman, holiday of Lupercalia, which, like Valentine's Day, took place in mid-February, specifically February 15th. Others are skeptical of this idea, pointing out that unlike Lupercalia, which was in part a fertility festival, Valentine's Day doesn't appear to have been associated with romantic love until the time of Geoffrey Chaucer in the 14th century. In Chaucer's poem, Parliament of Fowls, he writes something to the effect when translated into modern English, for this was St. Valentine's Day, when all the birds of every kind that men can imagine come to choose their mates. So it seems that even after thorough investigation, St. Valentine, whoever he was, remained something of a mystery, a composite figure born out of legendary accounts and scraps of history. But in the end, perhaps what's more important than who he was is what he symbolizes, the celebration of enduring love and friendship. Thank you for listening to A Brief History of St. Valentine.